we're going to not have one preacher, but we're going to have three preachers. And these three preachers just happen to be uh, some of the graduating seniors here at our Southeast Raleigh table. I want to share a little bit about um, each of them because we won't um, necessarily break up the words that they're going to speak to you so that there might be this beautiful continuous flow of the ways in which they want to encourage you and to speak God's goodness over you. But this morning, I'm so grateful for Emma Udy and for Greer Webb and also for uh, Claire Porfilio who are going to uh, proclaim how God has been at work in their lives and how it is that the church has challenged them, convicted them, shown them grace, love, that they are the people that they are today. So I'm gonna just tell you a little bit about um, each of these young people who I've actually had the wonderful opportunity of seeing them through their growth journey. So Emma Udy, I will never forget when Emma was about eight years old on um, a Christmas Eve or an Advent service, stood up at the lectern in our original campus at Edenton Street United Methodist Church. If you've never been to Edenton Street before in the sanctuary, it makes this space look teeny tiny. It's, it's large, it's quite a, um, a, 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 a demanding space. But I remember Emma getting up on the little stool that was there so that she could reach the microphone. And I can't remember if Emma either read scripture or if she sang that particular day. But I um, recognized how she held court. She was an eight-year-old who was not going to shrink or uh, curl over her shoulders. But when Emma stood up in that uh, lectern space to do what she needed to do, Emma Udy brought all of Emma Udy and she owned her truth. And I feel like... Um, in a world that oftentimes wants us to feel small, to shrink and to play it safe, that Emma embodies what it is to know that God is at work in her. And we give God thanks and praise that she'll be going off to George Washington University and hopefully will change the world with all the good work that she will be doing. Yes, amen. Um, Our second senior is Greer Webb. Now, I just have to say, I have like this really soft spot for Greer because I have known Greer since he had, was in preschool. Um, when he was three years old, he was one of those preschoolers who actually knew all of the answers to all of the questions that I had. Um, I remember one Tuesday, I asked the children, do you know what special day it was yesterday? It was a Monday that they had off and all the kids were, you know, with their beautiful eyes, just looked at me like, Toasted Mahogany Woman, why are you asking us this question? And Greer said, it's Martin Luther King Jr.'s Observance Day. And I was like, yes, child, who are your parents? Three years old, helping you to understand what it is to like fight the power. Um, and when Greer got his license and I cried looking at his Instagram post, I knew that I was in trouble because um, there is a way in which Greer occupies this world and speaks truth and keeps his eyes on those who are on the margins and doesn't um, find himself turning the other way, but instead asking, God, how would you want me to show up in this world that this world might look a little bit different? Um, Greer will be going off to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Let me just force a smile, for Jesus has told me. <laughs> where he's going to be a Moorhead Cane scholar there. But before he was conferred um, that scholarship, he was named by God as God's beloved. And then we have Claire Porfilio. Claire will be going off to DePaul University. We are so grateful for um, the good work that God has been doing in her life. And Claire, um, I have to just say, we uh, met a little bit later on in her journey. Maybe she was in middle school when we first met. She's probably one of the most observant, intentional, and thoughtful young people you will ever meet. She recognizes the transitions in my sermons and will share with me those transitions in my sermons. 
She's very mindful of the language that I use when I'm talking about God. And I will never forget being in the lobby of our original campus at Eden Street United Methodist Church. And she said uh, uh, to me, Pastor Lisa, I would love to talk to you about the ways in which you use pronouns for God. It is one thing to hear. It is another thing to listen. It is one thing to hear, and it is another thing to listen. And for the gift of listening that you embody, we give God thanks. Amen. So as I said in my prayer this morning as our seniors come, it is so easy in some ways just to kind of like ogle and be like, oh, they're just so sweet. Um, and to forget that what um, God has been doing in their lives over the last 18 years might be a means of grace for someone who's sitting in these pews. So do not only hear, but might you listen to the good news proclaimed from these three. I've struggled with some challenges in high school. High school is really hard. A lot of people know that. <laughs> Being 14 to 18 years old is one of the hardest ages you will ever be. Yes, this is because we encounter changes in relationships, in society, and in ourselves. But it's also because, frankly, high school academically, is really draining. <laughs> Attempting to maintain perfect grades while experiencing all of these changes, changes pardon, mentioned previously was something that I certainly tried to do for a long time. But I couldn't. My sophomore year, just after turning 16, I realized that I was stretched too thin. Even though that realization was something that I felt I couldn't even be real with myself about. My hair was noticeably thinner because of a little anxious tick that would soon overwhelm my life. And that little tick is something called trichotillomania. It meant that I pulled out my hair whenever I became anxious, so pretty much all the time. And in the spring, I stopped eating. Not on purpose, of course, but because I would do work at lunch, and if I ate, I couldn't very well focus on my work, right? At least, that's what I told myself had to happen in order to maintain those perfect grades. It's because of an excuse that I loved and still love to use. It's called, sorry, I can't. I have homework. This turned into my go-to whenever I didn't have time for something, and first to go was youth group then piano lessons, then Sunday school. Then simply taking the time to take a walk outside and see what the weather was like. I stopped taking time for God. I thought, I don't need him. I can do this all by myself. Prayer doesn't really do anything anyway. And my excuse wasn't mean-spirited. I just truly thought that I didn't have the time. But here's the thing, 
there's always going to be homework. Whatever homework is for you, whether that's your job, your kids, your hobbies, whatever. I'm not saying that you have to neglect those things. But it's not like making time for God is just another obligation for which to use the excuse, I have homework. It's that the satisfaction of perfect grades felt empty with a God-sized hole still in my heart. Now, through CERT, I've been able to do what I love to do, sing, while also offering up praise to God. And for as long as I can remember, faith has been central to my family. My mom has had a full heart for people caught up in the criminal justice system, and my dad hates what poverty and racism do to people. Both of them have shown me that the political process can make a difference in people's lives. It's not traditional, but it is faith in action. Now, I want to make a difference, too. Our family has been shaped by every branch of Edenton Street. So have I. In August, I will be moving to our nation's capital to attend the George Washington University as a political science major. College will be a huge change, but at GW, I intend to step away from Sorry, I can't. I have homework. And into, sure, I'll see you there. Thank you. Amen, yes. As Pastor Lisa said, my name is Greer Webb, and I'm a senior at Sanderson High School. First, thank you to Pastor Lisa for allowing me time to reflect on my church experience and offer words of witness over this community I'm proud to call my own. I keep saying to myself, I truly can't believe we're here, but after knowing Pastor Lisa for almost 15 years, she was my preschool chaplain. We have recently been talking about this day for a while, and God has now allowed it to come true. I would also like to thank and praise my family and friends, some of which are here today, for instilling in me the importance of faith in Jesus Christ and listening, then acting upon what the Lord places on my heart. You know, one of my favorite passages in the Bible is in the Old Testament, when the prophet Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, talks with the Lord in Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 7 through 9, which are on the screen. <clears throat> Jeremiah says, But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. This passage has helped in guiding me to be bold and confident in my faith. From Pathways Elementary Sunday School at Edenton Street's main campus, where I made some of my best friends, to middle and high school youth group discussions in the church's Bulla building, to now serving here at Southeast as many Sundays as I can. I have witnessed God's glory and power by being a leader, acting upon the words the Lord gives me, and erasing the phrase, though I'm just a kid, dot, dot, dot. As Hebrews 10:23, the next slide says, we should hold unswervingly or hold steadily to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. 
Many people tend to think of today's youth as the leaders of tomorrow, but Scripture never places us in such a category. According to God's word, young Christians are to be leaders today and hold firmly to our hopes, for we know and trust that the Lord will be faithful. Though it is tough sometimes, we should always desire to honor and serve the Lord through our thoughts and actions. As it is written in John 4, verse 24, and I don't have a slide for this, but the word states, Christ has commanded us to worship in spirit and in truth. And by serving here, having the ability to offer up my voice alongside our amazing worship team, I've been granted that opportunity to experience the power of Jesus firsthand. For those of you that don't know this about me, I love quotes. And one of my favorites is this, faith can be personal, but it should never be private. Faith can be personal, but it should never be private. I feel as though Southeast embodies this quote. I've never felt the way I do when walking with or being supported by this church community. If I could ask that you take one thing away from what I'm saying this morning, it is that we have all been gifted by God. Use your gifts. You are incredibly valuable to Jesus and the church. Know that you are worthy. Southeast, I am here to declare that you are living into your values every day. You do show up. You have shown up for me. Your language is blessings. You have blessed me. You do disarm with beauty. I see it all around. You do trust in the power of prayer. You have prayed with me. You do think big. We have dreamed together. For you, the Southeast Raleigh table, I pray a prayer of hope and of abundant blessing. This community, my family, is going to spread God's word and his love in a way never seen before. I am honored to play a role in that vision. And as I move to the next stage in my life's journey, I feel blessed to call you, God's people, my people. Good morning, everyone. I, my name is Claire Porfilio, and what I want to share with you all is that I'm thankful. When I was a kid, I began a struggle with my faith that I'm still trying to develop and grow from to this day. The Southeast Raleigh Table has been one of the places where I've been able to learn and grow the most in the two years that I've been a part of this congregation. A few months ago, Lisa used a quote by Viktor Frankl that really re resonated with me, which is, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. This past year seems to be an extended test in ways that I've been challenged to change myself. And despite all the challenges that I've faced in this past year, I know that God has been blessing me. I've had teachers and advisors that have gone out of their way to make me a better student, and I know that when it came to an, an end, and they said they were proud of me, that they meant it. I've had parents that have made me a better person, that have cared for me is in ways that they meant they had to sacrifice a part of themselves to supporting me. I've had siblings and friends that have shown their love through both words and actions. I'm thankful to all of these people, but I'm also thankful to God because he put all of those people in my life. As I've grown as a Christian, I've had to acknowledge how active God is in my life and how little control I have over that. But the first time I was aware of God taking control of my life was when I began attending Southeast. At that time, I felt my faith was stunted, and I needed to find a way to challenge myself spiritually. 
Southeast was a reminder that church didn't have to be a space for me to come trying to be perfect and that the broken belong here as much as anyone. Southeast is living proof that diversity belongs in communities, both diversity of race and background, and that all are welcome at God's table. I know that God was in control when I became, began coming to Southeast because I needed a change in my faith. And all that I have learned within this community is something that I hold on to when I face a new life. As I leave for college in the fall, my family will also be leaving Raleigh. When I first heard this news, I struggled with what that would mean for my faith and the loss of the Southeast Raleigh community. But then my sister sent me a letter that reminded me of what the Southeast Raleigh community is. My sister told me that when I leave, I won't be leaving the people that I love behind because those people have given me their love, knowledge, and care. The Southeast Raleigh community doesn't solely exist in a church or in a building or, in, or structure, but we go out into the world knowing that our language is blessing and we disarm with beauty. I know that it was intentional that God placed Jonathan and Carmia Lewis in my life so that I could be invited to be a part of this community. So thank you. Thank you to Donna, Jordy, and Lisa for showing me the power of female leadership in the church. Thank you to the congregation that comes together not only in celebration, but also to sit with each other on the mourner's bench. Thank you to the children of this congregation that make their joy and excitement known every Sunday. Thank you to everyone who has helped me grow in my faith, challenged me to recognize who I am in God's eyes. And thank you especially to my parents who sacrificed their time and energy so that I could be here for my senior year. Thank you, Southeast Raleigh. As I invite um, Claire and Greer and Emma to stay on the stage, yeah, we're gonna offer a blessing over them. I wanna say one thing about Claire. Claire um, talks about, talk about double dipping and being faithful. Um, she had to come all the way from our original campus because she was a part of the worship services there and then uh, basically by the spirit of God, hightailed it here um, to be a, a part of worship and um, to offer up those words. And so um, I just wanna give God thanks and praise for your, your faithfulness. It could have been very easy for you to say no, um, that you were busy and yet um, you came to declare and offer a good word. Uh, here at our Southeast Raleigh table, as um, all of our uh, graduates have, or soon to be graduates have offered up that we really do believe in blessing. And if you feel so led or um, comfortable with this, I'm going to invite you just to extend your hand toward um, these beautiful young people. And I'm going to offer up this prayer um, over them this day. God of truth and knowledge, by your wisdom we are taught the way and the truth. Bless Greer, bless Emma, bless Claire, as they now finish this course of study. We thank you for those who taught and worked beside them and all who supported them along the way. Walk with these as they leave and move forward in life. Take away their anxiety and confusion of purpose. Strengthen their many talents and skills instill in them a confidence in the future that you plan, where energies may be gathered up and used for the good of all people, for the sake of Jesus Christ, your son. Amen.